All right. Welcome to the Messy Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Matt and Kara. Today's episode is the Terrible Awful Part 2. Now, if you haven't listened to part one of this episode, then please, by all means, hit pause on this, go back, and listen to the Terrible Awful Part 1. Otherwise, you will be completely lost, and um, you won't be up to speed with what we're about to talk about. First part's very important. Very important. So, as a recap, we kind of left off. How are you doing today, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm good. Okay. Okay, good. I'm ready to uh, dive into this because uh, the first episode was like very, well, there's going to be some difficult stuff in this as well, but the first episode was definitely like hardcore and uh, <laughs> it was a lot of like uh, vulnerability and um, yeah, it's just like, here's my heart splayed wide open. Yeah, I think both of us had some emotional moments. But yeah, why don't episode. you give like a little recap on uh, where we left off? Okay, yeah. So just to recap, um, we kind of left off, um, I wouldn't call it a cliffhanger, but we had gone through everything we had gone through. Um, and your parents had said they felt like God had told them it was time for us to come home. And home meant back yeah, we to were, Colorado. Yeah, we were in North Carolina at the time. And um, and yes, the affair had just taken place. And, right. Um, and yeah, so we were headed back to Colorado. Yes. and Which um, I didn't want to do. You didn't want to do. <laughs> I did want to do that. <laughs> like we joked about the 2,000-mile buffer zone. But um, yes. But yeah, I was kind of ready to go. There was no prospects there in North Carolina, financially, job-wise, et cetera. Yeah, things weren't working out too well for us anyways. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really didn't have a choice. I mean, things were just like failing miserably out there. Yeah, pretty much everything was failing. Um, I think think, um, in hindsight, we still obviously like kept our kids happy and and healthy and well (laughs) for the most part they were small i i feel like i'm really glad that they were that small when we went through what we i am too um i still feel some like guilt about um like oh how did that affect them you know um they didn't know anything and stuff um as to what was going on but we uh we did fight a lot yeah there was a lot of fights um so uh yeah we we came back to colorado and um and thus began uh the long journey ahead yeah of um our road to healing yeah i would call it recovery recovery healing yeah restoration so yeah um so I kind of left off uh, in the last episode about that uh, there was a lot of, even though I had shut down that relationship, um, there was a lot of healing stuff that was still going to take place. And uh, basically, I was going to drag it out for a while. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) no. As most of us do, I feel like. 
it's like, no, you can't just be done. Very rarely, I feel like, um, do people deal with really heavy issues, um, addictive type behaviors. Right. And they're just done. Like, I've never, actually, I mean, okay, so I've heard maybe a few where people are like, God just delivered me completely. And I've right. never again had a inkling. I mean, that's never happened with me. With, me neither. Um, I, God's healed. But after it was like progressional and I don't think that was God's will for that. Like I think God's will is for us to be instantly receive that healing that he. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. Has available to us. But I think it's uh, like a slow progression because we're becoming aware that we are healed through Christ. Like, right. And so it can be a long um becoming aware of all uh, that his will for us I feel like so so yeah and and we left off that you know a you were still dealing with some hard issues um with those things right and let's not be vague like yes we want to get into what that that yeah why don't you explain what that looked like because I can't stand it when people like especially (laughs) in the Christian community no offense if you're out there and you've done this but uh when people are like I dealt with some heart issues and then they like never actually say what it is because right. it's like kind of nitty gritty. And, yeah. um, I felt like, uh, to the reason I feel like personally, the Lord called us to be so vulnerable about these things that we've gone through. Um, and some people might say, Oh, that's, that's too much information. You need to keep that to yourself. But I really feel like if you can't, um, see, uh, what happened with other people's similar struggles that you're dealing with, like, and you can't, it's not laid out in its entirety in complete truthfulness. Like then it's really hard to follow that road that they took to get from point A to point B from, uh, the darkness to the light. You know, I totally agree. And I think it's, that's a relatable point to anything in life. You know, it's one thing to see that somebody built a house and that's really cool, but it's another thing for them to show you, Hey, here's how I poured the concrete. Here's how I put up the the framework. Here's how I put in the electrical. And for somebody to show you every little step and detail, then you can have a better understanding of what it means to have built right. a house. You want to try to lay out all the steps and yeah. not skip any. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to just be like open and honest. And so are you. I know that you've said you want to be too. So, um, when we came back, um, uh, yeah, we were, so we weren't only struggling in our marriage to kind of, um, deal with what had happened because obviously there's a betrayal there that you're dealing with. Right. And, um, and so, we were dealing with that, but you know what? Honestly, we weren't really dealing with it that much. Yeah, I was gonna say we we were dealing dealing with it, but on a like really superficial level, it was really we weren't talking about it that much. Th- there was no, yeah, no conversation. Why do you think we didn't talk about it that much? Like, I, I mean, mean, I already know the answer, <laughs> but. I mean, for me personally, like I said in the first pod or the the podcast before this, um, my go-to is denial. Yeah. And I think I, I still to this day try to avoid uncomfortable conversations. 
yeah. and talk about uncomfortable. That was, that was it. Um, and also, you know, again, substance abuse really helps you to push some of those things in, into the, to the background of your mind oh, too. Yeah. So we've mentioned this several times, but we were drinking heavily at right. the time. And, um, so anytime you're using any kind of anything to not deal with emotions, well, that's exactly what happens. You just don't deal with emotions. Yeah. So we weren't dealing with emotions. You do, you don't like to deal with emotions. You've gotten much, much better about that. Um, and honestly, I was like, okay, he doesn't want to deal with this. I don't mind. I don't really want to deal with it either. <laughs> I mean, it's, yep. it feels pretty awful to talk about because every time it even slightly came up, it was like, uh, I was just ridden with guilt right. over it. And, um, so, uh, I would say for a good several years, um, after, actually I have to say something funny. Okay. So in our notes here, <laughs> it says, um, address the, the time that you and Matt don't want to talk about. <laughs> Because yeah. like neither one of us want to talk about the few years after it because uh, it was rough. We were like the worst version of version of ourselves, yeah. you know. Uh, but I just remember um, for quite a while after, like I was still struggling with um, just like lust in general. Like that was just my uh, drug of choice, I guess. Um, it was just feelings I had like uh, about people that weren't you. Right. And, um, even though I didn't venture into relationships necessarily, um, there was just flirtations here and there, like online, um, that eventually I came out and told you about years and years later. After I, the first one. Um, yes. After, yeah. after what happened in North Carolina. Right. Um, but yeah, there was little flirtations and stuff, but it wasn't anything like serious. It was just like, you knew, like I knew that it was just not like what I should be doing. Right. You, you know, conversations, you know, that might be acceptable to some people, but, uh, like chats online on Facebook or whatever it is. Um, but I knew, like, I was like, I know this is not acceptable. Like, I know Matt's not doing this. Like, right. you know, and uh, and I guess I was afraid to tell you at the time because it's like, I kind of was like, oh, you know, is it, you know, three strikes, you're out. Like, mm. how many strikes do I get yeah. before I am completely screwed? And he's like, <laughs> I'm I'm done with you. Um yeah, and no. I was having a really hard time, to be honest. L let me just say yeah. this because I want to know your opinion. But I was having a really hard time. And I, I remember saying this a lot with you. Like, I feel like I'm just like the messed up one. I'm the one right. that keeps screwing up. And you're over here. You're perfect. You never have any thoughts. Mm. You never have any feelings that apparently you're not supposed to, you know, that you're not supposed to have. And, right. and like, um, I was almost mad because it seemed like you were not struggling with anything except for obviously alcohol we both were um and i was kind of like what's up with that you yeah know? and so i kind of didn't want to tell you because i was like he has nothing like he's an angel apparently <laughs> you know yeah well I'm, I'm no angel and then um 
you know, we kind of talked later that you, you struggled with some things yourself. Right. Right. And, um, I did because, well, first of all, uh, to touch on what you were just saying, it, it was so fresh in our minds and in our relationship then, um, from the first time that I feel like if you would have told me, Hey, now I'm doing this and there's some other person, you know, you know, I, I haven't stopped this behavior. I stopped that relationship, but the behavior, um, hasn't stopped if you will. I, I think it, it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same, No, but I think it would have been, um, it would have been a lot for me to, to process and <laughs> do you feel like I should have though? You know, I, I don't know. Like I can't, I hate playing those games because I'm like, you know, on, on, on one hand, I'm like, well, I'm, I shouldn't have been surprised if, if that was the case. And on the other hand, like we had so much going on in our lives, um, and in our relationship that, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back, you never know what that's going to be. You know, so you, are you pro lying? No, I'm, but I'm not pro lying. <laughs> And that's, that's why the, you know, that's why it's, it's hard to look back and say, what, what, what should I have done? Or what should you have done? It's hard to look back and, and know the right answer to that, you know? Yeah. Would you have left me if I had told you back I, then? I, I have no idea. Oh, come on. I, I, I would like to think I would not have left you. I would like to think, you know, I would have sought out some sort of counseling or, or, or something to, I think that if we, we didn't go to counseling. No, we didn't. And I think I can say that that was mostly, I feel like your choice. You didn't want to do counseling. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the male psyche, but counseling, that word just stirs up anxiety or something to where it's, do maybe you feel it's like just pride. we should have done counseling? I, I do feel you think that maybe it would have dealt with those things and maybe what I was doing at the time could have come to light and right you know i in think in a safe environment honestly i think when counseling just really means bringing in a stranger who's who's trained to be a mediator mm -hmm. to help with those things and i think i think in retrospect because it took us so stupid long to work this out on our own i think we probably should have gone to counseling yeah let's just say how long it took like yeah. it took us like 10 years. I mean, in, per, I mean, in steps, in it, steps, we got better and better over the years, right. but it took us a long time. Yeah. It took a long time, way too long. So yeah, I don't think I would, uh, yeah. In retrospect, I would have definitely, um, liked to have gone to counseling. I think we could have avoided a lot more of those pitfalls and um, angry fights and, and fights. Oh man, we, we fought way too much, but, um, but yeah, so back to, uh, the period of time that me and Matt don't want to talk about <laughs> as it's written. In I already our notes. talked about <laughs> some of mine. I'll go into it yeah. some more. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was angry. I was hurt. And, um, again, alcohol doesn't help any of these situations well that was like my main thing i yeah. was i was making all these i was chit-chatting uh like i should not have been uh when i was drunk right yeah yeah and so on my end i was like well you know kara's doing all these things and she's you know she's having her fun or whatever for lack of a better term 
And I was like, well, you know, what can I do to get back? I didn't want to go get in a relationship with somebody or chat with somebody. But I was like, you know, I started dabbling and looking, you know, at pornography. Yeah. Almost as like, oh, you're going to, you know, you hurt me. I'm going to, I'm going to go do something I should do. But I didn't do. know. So but how could you, that have hurt me? I know. And that's, that's the stupidity of it. Yeah. It, it was kind of like, I'm going to go do this because you went and did that. So I get to, I get a little bit of a hall pass too, or something. Right. And again, I didn't, I don't even remember when I confessed that to you. I don't know. It, I, like, it, it was not immediately. That's for sure. And that was a big deal to you. But like, to me, I'm like, oh, pff, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, you and your pornography. That's so yeah. bad. Some people even like think that that like is a good thing you know not we don't but no we don't um you know <laughs> so but I, like, <laughs> I know but i acted like Ooh. you know hey look at what i did <laughs> and i think i waited gosh a couple of years to confess that to you but but yeah i i did i i i went for a period of two three months you know and i was like i'm just gonna do you know have a little fun on my end too and and see what i can get away with kind of mentality and that's like um that had like any kind of a negative impact on our relationship um yeah i mean i think pornography um for i mean i don't care what the trendy magazines talk about i think it always you know has a negative impact because you're taking your focus off of your spouse and putting it on somebody else yeah and and it, it's, it's hard because people like to write it off like it's harmless because, oh, it's just, you know, it's just you're, you're sparking, you're, uh, you're sparking you know, intimacy yeah. and whatever. But actually, over time, it takes away from that. Over time, yeah, you become desensitized to, you know, sexual intimacy. Yeah. Basically. We, we actually know that from experience. We're right. not just like, you know, sitting here talking about something we don't know. It does. And it's never enough. You know, it's just it's one of those enough. things where it's like you go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. So, Man, you can, and that's it, probably a whole nother, yeah, it, like, episode. Yeah, but if I could just touch on that for two seconds, like, it's never enough. That applies to any addiction. I mean, anything outside of, of what God has laid out for your life, you know, structurally, like, um, it it's never enough, whether it's pornography, alcohol, chatting online with people you should, you oh, know, and wait, so like, true. like it, you name it. It's like, so never enough. And man, I, that's yeah. a hard lesson to learn. And, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of sermons that have been preached on that, but yeah, that's a perfect way to sum it up. It's, it's never enough. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And, uh, and, and I feel like you know, some people think, oh, yeah, the Bible lays out these things for us to steer clear of. And that has nothing to do with God being like, I don't want you to have any fun. Right. Like it, it boils down to the fact that, and I, I use this term all the time because like there's this guy, John Crowder, and mm-hmm. if you've never heard of him, he's a, you know, a, I would consider him a teacher of uh, the gospel. And, um, he says it best. Like when he says sin, you know, molests God's children. Mm. Um, that's why God lays out those ground rules. And that's why he's like, Hey, you know, uh, don't, don't go having affairs. Uh, don't be getting drunk. 
don't be even don't be lusting in your heart after right. people because that in and of itself is right. um cheating you're you're and I know that from experience like that's yeah. so true because you cannot be doing anything technically um like you can not be having sex with somebody outside of your relationship with your spouse or making out with them, whatever. But in your heart, you can be completely um, devoted to that person and not your spouse. Yeah, yeah. And that takes away so much from your relationship. It, it does with your relationship with God and then with your relationship with your spouse because there's even been periods of time where outwardly, we were doing the things we were supposed to be doing as, as a married couple. Right. We had, I guess you could call it a healthy sexual relationship. We had a, a good friendship, but there was still a, a heart disconnect. Are you talking about after what yeah. happened? Oh, Af for after sure. After what happened. Yeah. You know, after the affair. And, and I'm just working this out right now live on this podcast, but I, I feel like yeah, there was... Yeah, because we didn't do counseling. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't do counseling. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there was times where it was like, oh, I, I'd... I'd you know, I'd hug you, I'd tell you, I love you. I'd, you know, smack you on the butt or whatever. And it was like, but our hearts had not fully been healed toward, towards each other. Our hearts were still, I don't know. There was, there was still a barrier there at the heart level. And I think that's why it's so important for people to know that you can do all the right things and have an appearance of, Hey, yeah, look at me. I never had an affair. I've never done this, never done that. Um, but if your heart says otherwise, then all those outward expressions don't really matter. And I think there are a lot of couples that are dealing with, uh, things, matters of the heart that aren't these big, bad, ugly, sinful things on the outside. Mm -hmm. They're dealing with heart issues, whether it be, um, you know, uh, dealing with your spouse has deceived you in some way um, that maybe doesn't look like an affair, doesn't look like some big thing. Um, I mean, there are other, um, I'm, I'm searching for the word. I can't think of it. There's other ways to um, uh, not deceive, but Be betray, betray somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and those can become, yeah, the, and those sometimes are things that are um, easy to hide and and not not really out in the open and stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, I feel like um, for our healing, you know, um, we started both realizing years later. Um, I would say it started when we cut back on drinking. When we started cutting back on drinking. Yeah, I you know, I, I would have to agree because not the actual healing, but the realizing that we weren't healed completely. Correct. Yeah, and that's you know, that's the age old thing, you know, you have to admit you have a problem before you can you can deal with deal it. with it. And I think for us, you know, alcohol was just again, escapism. It was a way to to deny all these problems in our lives, especially a lot of couples do this. Yeah, especially the ones in our marriage. And, you know, we yeah. And we'll do podcasts just on alcohol alone, but all these things kind of intertwine. 
By the way, can I just say, yeah. if you drink alcohol, we're not saying alcohol is like from the pit of hell. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we're we're just, not judging we're you We're just relating all. it to that people can use it just like anything else as a way of covering up. Correct. Yeah. Yes. But um, yeah, so we don't judge people that drink. No. Um, but yeah, we, we it's funny because our healing process in our marriage kind of did mimic the alcohol because they both came in stages like we mm. we started cutting back on alcohol like like the weekends were basically a license to drink mm-hmm. like starting at 11 in the morning sometimes you know oh yeah <laughs> maybe, oh yeah maybe some days it was a little earlier than that but you know we we started making these little small rules like we're not going to drink during the day on the weekends and we just cut that out right yeah, because we just felt like crap because all the we, time. Well, yeah, Monday was the worst hangover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It <laughs> but, was uh, like the worst. But but we started cutting that out of our lives, and then we were able to kind of see, hey, our relationship, like we haven't really – like there's conversations we just waited years to have, I feel like. And it was like we started just seeing these little tiny areas in our relationship where it was like, hey, this is off or this is off. Um, and some of them were were bigger areas but you make it sound like it was such like a lovely thing no it oh, wasn't hey, a lovely thing this is off here oh look at oh, that look, look, look at that let's right fix there. that really quick no but but <laughs> at like, least oh. <laughs> at least our eyes were opened up to it you know no, i know and um i'm just it, giving you a hard time no i know but but so you know we have this note when did our healing begin it's really hard to pinpoint a day and a time, but I do agree with you that it, it was when we started to cut back on alcohol, we could get some, a clearer vision of kind of start us getting a little bit of and clarity. honestly, our kids and what they were really, really needing from mm-hmm. us, you know, yeah. um, um, you know, just everything becomes a little we bit clearer. We also started to unmask our hurt from the church at that point. Yes. It, uh, not that we didn't know we were carrying around hurt from that, but we started to realize we had carried it for way too long. Yeah. And we started the process of healing. Um, so basically what we're saying is, is that you can use things to cover up dealing with, uh, important issues. Oh, for sure. And, and, and that for us was alcohol for, for people, it can be anything for, for some people it's work. They work too much. That's true. Uh, for, for other people, it's food, for some people, it's even exercise. Exercise. We've we've met um, some people like yeah, that. Like yeah, like it, it literally could be anything. You're just, um, you know, using to to just not deal with the emotions of a situation because you think it's too painful to deal with. Right. But, but honestly, it was way more painful running from the pain it than was. dealing with it. It um, was, but 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 I think that's because running from the pain, you did that like a you know day by day you just kick the can Mm -hmm. down the road to the next day and then the next day and the next day and then those days become weeks months years and um but you could kind of keep it at bay that way whereas when you start to deal with it it's almost like like almost more like a flood rather than just you know a a tiny well a trickle of emotion oh i can drink that away think about it tomorrow whereas when you're really trying to deal with something you have to be open enough to say, Hey, this flood's going to come of emotions and it might hurt, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it might hurt me and it might hurt my spouse, but it, it's better to kind of rip the bandaid off 
I think. I want to ask you a question. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would just be curious for you. What do you feel like? When do you feel like healing started, and what the what did that look like for you? Um, what was something that you felt like you had to deal with and think about, um, or maybe a conversation that we had, or anything? I mean, I don't know if I could even pinpoint anything. But I'm just curious what that looked like for you. Yeah, you know, I can't pinpoint a conversation per se. And that's probably because we had so many of them later on and a lot of fights along the way too that they all kind of blend together into one big, you know, <laughs> snowball. But, um, man, I I think I'd be remiss if I didn't, say that I didn't feel like a real true restoration began like we okay let me put it this way we tried so hard because we realized a we're best friends mm -hmm. b we love each other c we have kids together you know we realized all these good things that we had in our relationship and we tried in and of ourselves to heal because of those good things that we had going for us. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the true restoration of the heart did not come until I gave my heart back and you did too. I think you did before I did back to, to Jesus and said, I, you know, I need your help. Oh, are you tearing up? Shut up. Oh. Yes. I'm tearing up because it was something we both wanted. Like we both wanted and we were trying our best with what we knew how to do, you know, and what we were willing to do to, you know, restore this relationship that we both, you know, cherish so much, but it wasn't going to happen until, you know, we invited Jesus to be our counselor, you know, it's true because I think for, um, as we cut back on the drinking and I even had a period of time where I, it's okay, babe. <laughs> You just take as much time as you need over there. No, I'm good now. I'm a man. Okay, stop. <laughs> he cries probably more than I do, just so you know. Yeah, I like, cry at movies and all kinds of stupid yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the older you get, the, older the more I get, of a sap you become. I got to start taking testosterone or something. Oh, I don't stop know. it. <laughs> Jeez. No, I love it. I love that you like uh, that you cry all the time. Like, oh, thanks. But um, now I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I, I feel like you can only do so much in and of yourself. Um, like I know that a lot of people go to counseling and they, you know, will even, you know, read books and whatever. But, um, I mean, we're just like kind of firm believers that until you just let God back in, um, and you just like open your heart up to him. Cause that's all it takes. Yeah. Um, you really only get so far in your own efforts right. and that's what we did. We only got so far in our own efforts, even with drinking. I mean, there was a whole year where I stopped drinking. Um, and pretty much, I mean, I, I would have like sips of your beer once in a while, Yeah. but pretty much just stopped drinking for that whole year. And this was a few years ago. And, um, that was, I would say, just all my efforts like right it was so hard and like now we're sober and we 
we have been since February, uh, 2020, um, this year. And, and, uh, it was really difficult the first six months, uh, on and off, but nothing like what it was before. No. And then, and then it just got, the more we let God into our hearts again, like the easier it got, the easier it got. Right. His grace, like just floods in the more you, um, allow that. Yeah. You it, know? it, it really does cover a multitude of sins. Um, and I was just thinking as you were talking, like, you know, we're trying to do this podcast, the second part to, to help people work through issues like this or similar ones. And I'm like, you know, what would I tell them? You know, how, how, you know, we have a story to tell, but it's like, what would you, what would I tell somebody? And for me, I mean, I look back on who I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago when this all was happening. And, and I, I feel bad for me. I feel bad for you because we basically all but turned our back on God. And it was like, I feel like, you know, counseling would have probably really helped too. But if we would have just said yes to God again and stop running from him, I think, I think our relationship and our marriage and everything really could have, could have been restored a lot quicker, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you, I agree. you do have to say, look at your spouse and be like, I love you. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to this marriage and our kids and our family and everything. I, I actually started saying that before I believed it. Yeah. For I did, myself. Yeah, I know. Right. You know, that was weird. Um, I don't know if that was like the Holy spirit, like, hmm. um, like pushing me in that direction to like, Oh, I hate this word, but to declare it, <laughs> this is the thing like in the past year me and matt have started saying like these cliche christian things yeah we're like there's no other way to say it like you just have to say it this way but i oh i hate like saying it because it's like what all the christians say being intentional Uh, (laughs) um yeah there's like these things and that's one of them like i don't know i don't know how it all works but anyways um yeah like i remember at one point um this last year we were having some, I mean, we were, we were having a lot of troubles, like, um, just in the department of like being intimate, right. you know, and like our sex life and things like that. And, and we had set, we had like the friendship thing going, like that yeah. was like, that was like the thing that tethered us together. I, I feel that like was that hardcore, got, yeah, that got restored first. I feel like the friendship. Yeah. We, we became yeah. like suit, like we, we became really good best friends again. And it was like, but then after a while it was like, it, it and that, that made me feel like, man, we really have got our relationship back. Yeah. But then you can only like surf that wave of friendship and a marriage for so long because you also you need felt intimacy. that way. I did not. Um, okay. I, I mean, you know this. Yeah. Like, you know that, like, I, I was like, hey, I don't think we'd be together if it weren't for the friendship we have. Mm. Like, that was obviously a given. Yeah. Um, But I felt like the intimacy had really suffered. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I just being, like, punished for, um, mm. you know, what I did and, and, yeah. and stuff. But there was a point where I I literally told you, I said, I don't know what's going on, 
I don't know um, if if like our us as a it like intimacy as a couple is suffering because of what I did, but like I can't be punished for this the rest of my life. Right. And you were like, well, I'm not punishing you, you know. Yeah. Um. But I told you, I said, um, I said, I will never cheat on you again. Like I said, I I will. That's another moment where Matt started crying, I believe. Yes. <laughs> I said, I will never cheat on you again. I said, and I'm not going to divorce you. Right. I said, because, the, and, and the reason, some people are going to be listening to this going, why would you say that to him? Like, you're not going to divorce him. If anybody should be divorcing him, it probably should be him, you, because look at what you did. Mm. But that was a big deal for me to say that because I had used that in the past to threaten you. The, the divorce word, yeah. especially. I had yeah. used that. I had, mm-hmm. I had said, because I knew that that was like your big scary thing. Right. Because my parents were divorced and I and grew, you didn't grew want up that to happen, thinking like, like that's like I am doing the complete opposite in my life. I'm never going to have that happen yeah, to me. Yeah. So we, we both carried things from our parents' issues right. into our relationship. And that was one of them for you. Yeah. And so I told you that. And. I didn't care what it took. I just knew I'm not going to do this to him because I want our relationship. And I don't care if I have to freaking put handcuffs on my, you know, eyeballs or whatever. (laughs) I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say hands, but then it didn't make sense because like, you know, it was more like my eyes that were doing the the bad things in my heart. But (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to handcuff my eyeballs. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I I had to tell you that and I felt like that was important and I and I felt like the holy this is where God comes into play because I felt like the holy spirit was nudging me to give that relief to you. Like give give that um promise like Right. And I don't believe we should make promises willy nilly. I'm big on like, don't make a promise oh, unless yeah. you can keep it, you know? Yeah. If, if I promise you I'm going to feed the dogs in the morning and I don't do it. Like, right. That had <laughs> been, yeah. uh, that had been something I felt like for a long time I needed to tell you or that you yeah. needed to hear from me. I, yeah, I did. But I couldn't until like I had. Until you felt like you could mean that like a hundred percent. And, and I agree with you. I, I feel like it was something I needed to hear and, you know, partly because of how, you know, how my parents' marriage ended up and, and what I had thought I wanted my life to be like, you know, a complete opposite. But, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I knew that. And, uh, I, I feel like we all bring, you know, fears from our childhood, (laughs) into yeah god knows um, i did into our marriages and stuff and um yeah i think after that it was uh i didn't know notice like right away um things changing because of that but it was like a seed that had been planted that's exactly what i was gonna say you did plant that seed yeah Yep, and for it, sure. And it grew and it and it took a little bit of time, but it grew and Yeah. Um You know what I was thinking? I was thinking part of our healing um never included something that I hear a lot of couples uh talk about, which is needing to know all the details of what happened um in the affair. 
you never asked me about that and right not saying that that's a bad thing um i don't really know because honestly we never read books about like (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should have maybe we should have but um um, i i just felt like i knew enough you know some people get really obsessive though and i've and i've heard that's a thing and i have too and you know what it's not usually with couples that actually get on with it and heal right from what i it could be that could be wrong Maybe not. I don't know. There's not a lot of couples that talk about this, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. At least not a lot that talk about it. (laughs) Try to do it. But honestly, it was something I appreciated. Aw. Because, um, I don't know if it's like a aw thing, (laughs) but it was something I appreciated because um, I didn't have to continue to live in that place of uh, like reliving it rehashing it constantly and that's what it is i feel like i I feel like that's why i didn't feel like i needed to know any more than what you basically divulged it's like i don't want to really relive this and the more details the more you probably would relive it i would guess yeah yeah i mean you just see these movies where people are like you know like just going off on the person and and just wanting every single detail and i'm yeah. like oh that sounds awful I why know. why yeah. i didn't ask you for details with the things that you had gone through like right. oh, what what did, what were you watching what did you look i look know at? when was it you know like i yeah. didn't ask i just was like okay well that happened and right. we either move on or we don't and yeah um yeah that was something i i think that was honestly helpful i think it was and, helpful um yeah I know that there's this like thing that some people like some counselors and stuff tell people that have gone through this, like you need to do whatever, uh, the person that got hurt, like requires from you to like pay atonement or yeah, like to pay atonement. Yeah. And I think to a point that's true. Like you, but it not in that way. Like it's, it's more of a, whatever they need from you, um, yeah. to build that trust back up. Not in some weird twisted. Now you are this person's slave and right. you have to <laughs> do whatever they say. And no, I, I mean, feel like that was, that was something I appreciated that you, uh, never needed. And, and that's also where, um, I, I feel like God did come into play, like, because it was like, you needed something from me, but I don't know that I could have known that unless, like the Holy Spirit had prompted me to. I don't think so because honestly, like, you know, I was like, well, I know you, I need you to like stop talking to this guy. And I know I don't want you talking to anybody else inappropriately, but that was kind of like, you know, the length that I knew, you know, that that's all I knew that I needed from you at the time. And I think, I think God was like, no, he need, this is what he really needs to hear from you, you know? And also, I feel like you needed to know that I had been healed in that department. Yeah, yeah. And that that didn't come until this year. No, it didn't. And if you just want to briefly describe kind of what that looked like. Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Three sentences. Uh, Yeah, no. um, Yeah, basically, I I had dealt with this for pretty much a lot of our marriage and just feeling kind of like I needed that, I guess... um, that 
that thing from another guy. Like I needed that, uh, like attention, attention. or whatever. Cause that's yeah. what it boils down to. Right. You know, just wanting that attention and, um, and having these like kind of, I guess you could say they were lustful thoughts, but that's really what it boiled down to was wanting that attention. It was like right. the, that thrill of like somebody being interested in you. Yeah. I see what you, you know? mean. Yeah. And, um, and as I like opened myself up this year, like back up to the Lord, um, uh, you know, he kind of came just crashing it back into my life in a really big way. And, um, my friends on Facebook could probably tell you that they're probably like annoyed with me because now I'm, she like, just posts Bible verses. I know. And, and, <laughs> and, and like what happened to her near death experiences? <laughs> what is wrong with her? She is yeah. so not the person I thought she was. No. Um, but yeah. And so, so God came back into my life in a really big way this year. And then, um, and then I started kind of just realizing who I was in him yeah. and, um, and who he freed me to be like, Jesus right. already done this. And, and so the more I was realizing that the more, like I started to just be free from these right. thoughts and feelings. And, um, what, what, and it was, can I ask you a question on that? Was it like a, it wasn't obviously instantaneous, but it, was it something where you just suddenly realized the more time and the more you had given that, th that part of you to God, the less those thoughts were there? Uh, I think it just was that, I mean, like I've told you this before, but I was just like obsessed with these, uh, videos like John Crowder right. videos. <laughs> It's like watching them like yeah. every day, like <laughs> hours and I hours. I did notice that, yeah. And uh, and he's just basically this uh, teacher of the gospel, and he's he just you know it's like, hey, yeah, Jesus freed you from this. Like you don't have to live under this yeah. anymore. And I was like, oh, really? Like <laughs> I don't have to be this way. I don't have to be like tormented by this. And right. And it was just like, I mean it was kind of a fast thing. Mm. Maybe that's not for everybody. Other departments of my life obviously have been really right. slow, but yeah, I was like, I don't feel like this is a thing for me anymore. And, and I also felt like, um, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt like God just like loved me enough to just free me from all that crap. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so it just, I started, um, yeah, I just started believing it and like, and I think that was God too, because I don't think we can, you know, I, I think, I think there was also times where I was like not feeling completely free, but like mostly free. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly dead. <laughs> Sorry. That's from princess bride. No, I know. Um, there's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. <laughs> So, so those Anyways, thoughts were mostly dead. Yeah. Yeah. And they were mostly dead. Those thoughts were mostly dead, but not all the way. And, and, um, and then I just, uh, kind of had to just take captive at the end there and just be like, yeah. nah, this isn't me. Right. This isn't me. Cause God's already showed me who I am. And like, yeah. And, and this isn't me like, right. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not saying like there aren't days where I don't start to feel like, am I really freed from this? Right. You know? Um, but like, that's with everything, you oh, know? I, I mean, even with alcohol or anything else. Yeah. With everything. I yeah. feel like the Lord tells you who you are and then the enemy comes in and is like, yeah. no, not really. I know. Like for me, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I haven't been 
you know, drinking beer or whatever for however many months it's been. And then, you know, I, I go days without struggling and then I'll see a stupid commercial for beer and it'll just hit me. I'm like, oh man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know. But like most of the time it's but just most not of even the time, a thing. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even Jesus was like tempted and had his, his right. times where he's tempted. And I think just the thing is, is you just, you just got to keep being like, I don't care how I feel like yeah. today in this moment right now, like this right. two second blurb of my life. I don't yeah. have to stay focused on that for the rest of the day or the week or the month. Or right, right. I don't have to stay in that place and and stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just all God. Like he yeah. was, like he loved me into freedom. Oh man, that's that could be on a t-shirt. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good, and um, and I feel like literally. Uh, also, I feel like I'm talking too much. Uh, yeah you might it might be 60 40 (laughs) you talk I'm like I'm the typical chick that talks too much (laughs) no I I honestly was sitting here thinking about it and um I was like man I don't even know like how how would a couple navigate the aftermath of some something like that in their marriage without a relationship with God like I just don't even know how it would be possible you know I don't know. To I like, know. I wonder the same thing. I mean, because that wasn't possible for us. It wasn't, and and you know we've said I think before like we never fully stopped believing in God, but definitely there was a period of years of our life where he was basically just you know we didn't pay him any attention really. Yeah. Didn't try to listen or hear from God at all you know, other than praying with the kids at night, just a rote little prayer, you know, it, it, there was no relationship there. It's just, I honestly, I feel like the big part of it is, um, like why it's so important to be like in that back and forth with God is that he gives you the answers. That's so true. If we listen and people are like, Oh, well, how do you hear God? Well, it's just like I said, like it's those, Well, first of all, he can talk in lots of different ways to us, like through different, I mean, anything, you know, like, I mean, you can have dreams, you can have, uh, oh, I've thought about this and I've questioned this in my mind. And then, oh, look, uh, this YouTube video popped up and it's answering all those questions for me or or whatever, or the Lord has impressed on my heart. I have this impression of this, um, this thing, you know, and that's God and whatever, but, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like anytime we've been stumped in our relationship this mm-hmm. year anyways. Yeah. Where in the past it's like, what do we do? We don't know what to do. And then we right. just kinda like get on with it because yeah. it's like, what else do you do? Um this year it's like God speaks and and if you just listen, right, you know, and you fine tune that your ear to hear his voice and just pay attention. We're so yeah. busy. Oh, in life gosh, we get so busy everybody and, is and yeah. god's trying to speak to all of us and 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 we can't hear him sometimes because we're just we have so much noise you yeah. know in our heads right but he is and so there's a lot of times where um at the end of this kind of healing process with everything this year um it was like i felt like if we were missing something the holy spirit told us like hey right. this is 
this is where like even with you oh yeah like uh we were struggling in the intimacy department right and and i felt like the lord was just like hey yeah you just need to like uh kind of take the reins here man and like you know and just i don't know like take the initiative take the initiative and stuff and and it was like that's what we needed it is you know yeah yeah and and like you said i mean there's been times where i've been like man I, i feel like i'm supposed to i feel like god has a video on youtube that i need to watch yeah and it's like i'm um Oh, sorry. I was holding the mic yeah. way too far away. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I just like keep scrolling through YouTube and I'm like, I think it's this one. And I press on it and it's like, and it lined up with some conversation we had been having the day before where we were kind of had some questions about oh, yeah. things and it was I somebody's know. testimony. And, you know, it's just like those little impressions you get in your heart. Yeah. So. Or like you're really lost on something and you're like, oh, I just don't know what to do about this thing. And then, you know, uh, you happen to open up your Bible that day and you're reading a section that was planned to read. Like it's part of what you were reading that week anyways. And it just answers everything. You're like, Oh man. Yeah. That's happened quite a bit. You know? Um, and God can obviously just like drop down in front of us and talk to us too. But like most of the time it's in these subtle ways. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, so that's been really helpful for us in our healing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I feel like we finally got the last piece of the puzzle this year Yeah. with healing and everything. Right. And, um, yeah. And I just want to say like, so the last piece of the puzzle came this year. And so what is that? Nine years, eight years. How long? Uh, I thought it was 10, maybe 10, <laughs> uh, because I'm trying to think, well, nine or 10. Yeah. Okay. So a long time. So it took us a long time. And, and for the vast, let's just give an outline because yeah, please. for, for that period of time, we had backslid. We were not walking with the Lord. Uh, we had, we had not stopped believing in God, but we were not walking with him. We weren't like in that you, like we weren't even, we just weren't paying attention. No. And so struggle, struggle, struggle bus that whole time. Yeah. And progressionally, we start giving up certain things about five years ago, like alcohol and things like that. Just a progressional, like weeding things out right. that were hindering us. And then like literally it's like it was slow, 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 slow for like yeah. the last nine or 10 years. And then the minute we're like, all right, God, we both just invite him back into our lives. Yeah. It was like, boom, fast forward button, like fast forward. Yeah. Like it was like how many months of us working things out? Maybe gosh, maybe six months, six months. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. Dealing with this problem, that problem out of the way. Okay. Dealing with this problem that, and that does not mean that we didn't have to submit to the things that the Lord was like, yeah, we had to be obedient. To, we to had to be things. obedient. It yeah. wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to wave this wand because right. he's not a puppeteer. We're, yeah. we're people with uh, our own will, our yeah. own free will. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just like this lightning speed yeah. time. And then it was like one day we woke up and it was like, 
I think we're healed. I know. It's like, man, I think our marriage is actually really, really great right, right now. Right in time for a podcast. Right in time for a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. And then God's like, now you got to talk about it. What? What? <laughs> but not about all of it, right? No, you got to get a little... Uh, no, all of it. Yeah, all of it. So, yeah, I just think it's amazing. I, I sit here and wonder, man, I wonder if, you know, even a year after that whole thing started, if we would have turned back to God then, you know. What would it have looked like? I bet we could have saved a lot of a lot of heartache. A lot of heartache, a lot of, pain. A lot of tears. Yeah. And um, you know, we could have gotten divorced a million times over through the last nine years. That's very true too. Years. There was a lot of times where I was like, I don't even know if we're gonna make it. Yeah. Um but somehow. Somehow. So uh, what would you say to people that are going through this? Because we know that half of the couples are. Yeah. It, yeah. I think we mentioned those statistics the last time, you know, what I would really want to say to people out there is, you know, hang on to hope. Like, because with God, there's always hope. He can, he can always take the most messed up situation in your life or your relationship turn that sucker around, like we said, hit the fast forward button on some healing and restoration and, um, give you back a life that that's just way worth living, give you back a relationship. That's just more amazing than you thought it could be after something like that. And, um, so yeah, just don't give up hope and, you know, stay committed and stay, you know, obedient to, to the things that God's telling you to do. And, um, can I add one thing? Yes, please. And just to be like extra cheesy, <laughs> but this is true. Yeah. Like pray for your spouse mm. because there was a time where you were being really stubborn for the last three years. Oh yeah. And I didn't know if I had the patience to be honest. Right. And, um, and I started really praying for you, but like, I was like, I, I was like raw, like in my prayer, I was like, God, I cannot do this yeah like this is just dragging out like i can't like i need this thing to be healed right. like just pray for your spouse like yeah it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be anything like god loves to answer like those prayers like yeah of healing and stuff and he's gonna go to work like on your yeah not just your spouse but you too uh, on yourself too that that's so true that's so true um, I yeah. know there's this thing against prayer. Like there's people that like make fun of it and stuff. Oh yeah. You're just going to pray for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and it's like thoughts this, and prayers. Why don't you actually do something? Yeah. And I do yeah. agree that we need to do things too. We need right. to physically do things. Um, but I've seen like firsthand that prayers work. I have too. A hundred percent. And, um, Yeah. So, well, the last thing I'll say is I'm really glad that we're here and that we can do this podcast together from such like a good place now. Me too. Um, I, I'm really glad and I'm, thanks for not divorcing me. <laughs> well, back at you. <laughs> thanks for not divorcing me either. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, there is hope and, um, we hope you guys, um, don't lose it because, uh, the scriptures say hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that is true. We lived that um, for a while. You can get yeah. 
very severely depressed when you lose hope. Yeah. So keep the hope, keep the faith. And, uh, there's literally nothing, um, that God can't do in your life. You think it's too far gone. Like think again. So, yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, um, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast today. Uh, please turn, uh, tune into our next uh, episode and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It really helps us, uh, just bump up in the algorithms so people can find us. Um, yeah. And also you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> um, literally nobody follows us on Twitter at all. Nope. Um, at the messy marriage and thanks for listening you guys. And God bless. God bless. We'll see you next time.